What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Bucks Film Room and our daily mini pod where I run through the latest happenings on the Milwaukee Bucks. You can find all of our stuff at the website at www.bucksfilmroom.com or on Twitter at Bucks Film Room. This mini pod can also be found on the website, on SoundCloud, or on iTunes. Just search Bucks Film Room. So we have some really exciting news today as Matt, one of the writers for Bucks Film Room, is going to be dropping his first article this morning. So by the time that you're listening to this, it's already probably live on the website. He dives into Dante DiVincenzo and the opportunities that the rookie has been given already by Mike Budenholzer and and what exactly DiVincenzo has done with those opportunities. So make sure to go ahead and check that out at BucksFilmRoom.com. So the Bucks play the Warriors on Thursday night, which is probably tonight, the day you're listening to it. And it's the second game of Milwaukee's four-game road trip. And Milwaukee dropped their game against the Portland Trail- Trailblazers on Tuesday night. And it's not going to get any easier. The Warriors are 10-1. and They're sitting atop the Western Conference. No surprise there. And... They've won eight straight games, so this is going to be a really difficult test for the Bucs. Not surprisingly, the Warriors have the highest offensive rating in the league at 120.0. They also have the highest true shooting percentage at 62.9%. So overall, Golden State is really playing some good basketball. They're going to be pumped up. You know the Bucks. They the Bucks always bring their best against the teams like Warriors. Tr- traditionally in the past, Milwaukee always gets riled up and really plays with a chip on their shoulder against some of these good teams. A couple years ago, the Bucks ended the Warriors was it twenty four straight games to start the season with victories. And the the Bucks when the when the Warriors came into the Bradley Center at the time, the Bucks then ended that streak. And so they usually get up and they get ready for these types of games. So it should be a good one. Milwaukee really is looking to prove that their hot start wasn't a fluke. Now, I'm not saying that it is, but I could see some critics pointing to a loss here again, and that would be their third loss in four games if they lose on Thursday night. As, as you know, th- this is the real Bucks team, but I think that's a bunch of bull. I, we'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole if we get there. So overall, though, let's talk about how the Bucks can win this game, what the keys to this game are against the Warriors on Thursday night. So this is another team in Golden State who is made who has that internal makeup to take advantage of the Bucks in the pick and roll game. As a team, the Warriors have the highest pull-up three-point percentage in the NBA. They knock down 42.4% of their pull-up threes. That's just, you know, incredible. The the next highest is the Brooklyn Nets at 41.7%. So Golden State is very dangerous in that area. Um, the thing to point out, though, is that they don't really take that many. So they knock down a league high 42.4%, right? But they only take six attempts per game. That six attempts per game is tied for 15th in the NBA with the Miami Heat. And, oh, there's another team in there, and the Toronto Raptors. And so to give you some context, the Houston Rockets take the most pull-up threes per game at 11.7. The Bucks are actually third at 9.7 pull-up threes per game. So Golden State, 
although they don't really do it all that often, they have the guys who can knock it down. Or I mean, it basically boils down to one guy, Steph Curry. Curry averages the most pull-up threes at 3.5 on the Warriors, and he connects on a, a crazy 51.3% of them. And so Curry is going to be the guy to watch, especially with the Bucks in their defense. So Curry averages 3.5 pull-up threes a game and connects on 51.3% of them. Klay Thompson is the only other player on the Warriors roster who averages more than one pull-up three, and he averages 1.1. Durant is at 0.9. So it really boils down to Curry and how the Bucks defend him. Because um, similar to Portland, you know, the Warriors have that guard. Well, Portland had two of them, but the Warriors have like that, that mega guard in Curry who can take advantage of this mismatch. And if the Bucks are going to continue to play their drop coverage, which... They've given no inclination that they will change. Uh, it's going to be really tough. I mean, Bledsoe's probably going to have another frustrating night. Curry's probably going to have a huge night. Um, and so that's that's something to keep an eye on. If Budenholzer is ever going to change his defense early in the season or make an adjustment, this would be the game. We'll see if it happens. I don't know if it will. I mean, I go both ways on this Budenholzer defensive thing. I think I talked about it a little bit on Wednesday's podcast, but... It's really, I can see both sides of the aisle as far as why he wouldn't change, why he would change. So let's just watch tonight, see how the Bucks attack it. Uh, it's really, you know, this Warriors team is built to take advantage of it like the Trailblazers were, not necessarily like the Celtics were. With the Celtics, we saw a lot of the pick and pop is where we saw Al Horford knock down three, Marcus Morris knocking down threes. Draymond Green is out for this game. Draymond's already been ruled out, and so the Warriors, even though he's not as prolific of a three-point shooter as as his reputation says, but having Draymond out is a huge, you know, positive for the Bucks. So the Warriors don't really have those post players to knock down those outside shots like the Celtics did. The the only post player who takes outside shots on the whole Warriors r- roster on a consistent basis is Jerebko. So he's the only guy, and he can knock down a few. You know, you don't want to leave him open on the perimeter. So with Draymond being out, another thing that will be very interesting to watch is how the Warriors defend Giannis. Last season, in the two games that the teams played, Draymond defended Giannis the second most at 15 and a half possessions per game. So the Warriors, they do a lot of switching. I think that that's one caveat that we got to throw out there right away is that they do a lot of switching. And that's important to know because even though whoever the primary defender is, whoever that guy starts on Giannis, it's about who ends the possession defending him that counts in this category. And so the Bucks, especially this year compared to last year, they run a lot of different action, a lot of ball screens. And so the Warriors will probably be doing a lot of that switching. So Giannis will probably get a lot of favorable matchups. He'll probably, you know, get some Steph Curry matchup. And the Warriors will try their hardest not to. He might get some Klay Thompson, you know. So it really will be interesting to see who the Warriors elect to be that primary defender. Like I said, last year Green defended him on 15.5 possessions per game, which was the second most on the team. And Giannis was 3-for-4 when averaged 3-for-4 um, during those two games. And his team scored 19 points. So, you know, he had pretty good success against Draymond. 
Kevin Durant was the other player who defended Giannis the most, and that was at 21 possessions per game. And, and again, Giannis had pretty good success against Durant. Giannis averaged 8.5 points per game over those possessions that he was defended by Durant, and his team scored 26 points on those possessions. So again, it's pretty good success. I mean, neither player was able to shut him down. The Warriors just don't have that type of player. You know, Durant maybe has the size, but especially now, last year, He's just not strong enough. If Giannis gets that corner, if he just gets that little step, you know, it's game over for Durant. Durant can't hang. Um, And the Warriors aren't going to probably want to put their second-best offensive player on Giannis. That's a really grueling task, a way for him to pick up some quick, easy fouls. Although, I don't know what the way that Giannis has been officiated this year. Maybe with the superstar with Durant, it's a way to get Giannis some quick offensive fouls. I don't know, but I digress anyway. So, It'll be interesting to see who the Warriors put on Giannis and who they trust. So with Green out, the only other players last year, the players who defended Giannis the most last year were Kevin Looney, Clay Thompson. Um, They each defended him eight times a game. And then Andre Iguodala defended him six and a half times a game. So it's something to keep an eye on. Like I said before, the Warriors switch a lot, so probably, probably will be a little bit of everyone. And that switching defense has given the Bucks troubles. They really don't know how to get their three-point shots or are still learning how to get their three-point shots and those three-point looks when teams switch. A lot of times this year, they've reverted back to Jason Kidd Bucks, which is not a good thing. And Jason Kidd Bucks means that whenever they get a mismatch, the Middleton isos and everyone stands and clears out and watches, or Giannis isos and everyone stands and clears out and watches, and... That's just not the offense that they want to run this year. And so I'm sure they'll do a little bit of that because there's always a point where you want to do a little bit of that. But then you want to have some of that off-ball motion and movement worked in to generate some good open looks. And they also want to run their offense, which is another huge aspect. So we'll see how that all plays out. It'll be a nice you know, challenge for the Bucks on offense and on defense, both both areas of their game they'll be challenged in, and we'll see how they respond following a loss. Their only other loss this season, they rebounded nicely and whooped the Kings. Obviously, the Kings aren't the Warriors, but it'll be it'll be a good test for Milwaukee. Second game of this four game road trip, you know they definitely want to prove something. The Warriors are playing good basketball. It's a late game. It's a real late game tonight again at nine o'clock, and so make sure that. You take a nap in beforehand. That's what I do. You know, a little quick half hour, 45 minute nap before the late game. And then you're well rested and ready to go by the time the game comes on. So that's all that I have for you guys today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Bucks Film Room mini session. You can find this pod on SoundCloud or on iTunes by searching Bucks Film Room. And you can also find it online at www.bucksfilmroom.com. Please follow us on Twitter at BucksFilming and subscribe to all the above. See you next time. Peace.